fans how are you doing today it's talking hockey the hockey talking show right here on umfm 101.5 in winnipeg manitoba canada you can find us on the internet by typing in talking hockey the hockey talking show you can stream us download us whatever you want to do put us in your pocket on the go in the truck however you like to listen we're there for you we're here to talk some hockey it's uh, season six, episode twelve. We're calling this episode "The Cashman," aka uh, Wayne Cashman, Bruins captain from the seventies. Um, kind of uh, going back a little ways here with our with our pick. Um, he's a guy that uh, you know. We'll get into him in a little bit here, but he's a guy that honestly I never saw play, but like uh, well aware of his. Uh, uh, presence and abilities and all that kind of stuff and we'll get into them it's co-host tom here with you on talking hockey the hockey talking show and as always i've got co-host jared and uh how are you doing today sir i'm doing good tom a lot of a nice. lot of a lot of festivities over the weekend i was uh i was feeling yeah. a little bit tired yesterday but i'm yeah. feeling fresh as a daisy today and i did see wayne cashman play okay. uh, in his final season uh the first game i ever saw he was my grandfather's favorite player, and he nice. was a real beauty. Yeah, good old Wayne Cashman. You can you can tell he was a beauty just by Google image searching him and just checking out that unimpeded by a helmet hair that he had. You know, oh yeah, a little thinning on top as his career went on, but he did have a period of time where he had some nice wings kind of sculpted out there that were mm-hmm. they would just kind of show how fast he was going, I guess. Yep. And then. Uh, you know, but he was a, a classy guy, obviously, uh, you know, described by his line mates as a, as a digger. You know, mm-hmm. he was the guy who'd go into the corners and the heart and soul of that. One of the best lines of the 70s, you had Phil Esposito, a guy who scored 70-something goals or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the other guy on that line was, correct me. Ken Hodge. Was, uh, Ken Hodge, yeah. Yep. So one of the top lines of the seventies and, and um, yeah, certainly Wayne Cashman was a big part of that. His, you know, his career statistics, um, we'll, we'll get those out of the way right off the top here. I mean, he had over a thousand regular season games played 1027 to be precise. And he uh, had 793 career points, 277 of those were goals, 1039 career penalty minutes in the regular season uh, playoff wise. He did add 145 playoff games and 88 playoff points. So, um, you know, he was a big part of those Bruins teams. Uh, st- you know, he he played junior in Oshawa with mm-hmm. um, Bobby Orr. With uh, Bobby Orr, thank you. I was blanking on only like you know possibly the greatest <laughs> defenseman ever. <laughs> um, 
but uh yeah he, but you know where bobby made the bruins more or less right away mm-hmm. uh wayne did not he uh he was uh i think 22 kind of when he became you know his 23 was his first i think full season yeah um and that would have been 1968-69 yeah um he, he he had a few you know he had a cup of coffee before that get a couple games in yeah uh but uh his his first sort of rookie season there was 68-69 and and uh you know he had 31 points in 51 games and um his career highs uh i think 89 points was his uh career high there yeah, that would have 70, been 73, 73 74, 74. Nope. um and he, and he potted 30 goals and uh i don't know if that was the year or not that uh espo had his huge season but uh probably lines up right <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume i would assume mm. yeah so having having seen cashman play yeah. it, uh, and, and him being your grandfather's favorite yeah um like how would you what, what what's your memories of kind of him either through tales from from your grandpa or yeah. or like that you can actually remember seeing well so obviously i saw him uh in 82-83 which was his final season in the league uh he was still a captain for the Bruins uh that year he only played 65 games he put up a pretty pretty modest 15 points, 4 goals, 11 assists. Uh but if i recall correctly, i think that he was one of those guys that uh played uh lidless right until the end. So Whatever hair he had left was 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 flow was flowing in. It the, was on full display. <laughs> was flowing in the breeze, uh, yeah. and uh, Cashman like he was a beauty, man. He uh, like obviously he played on that on that big line uh, with uh, with Espo and Ken Hodge. Uh, was a four checker. Was uh, like to like to kind of mix it up and was yeah. uh, you know. Like that big, but, the big bar, bad Bruins of the seventies had a few he guys. Had a big part of that big bad Bruins reputation, right? And so yeah. he he would uh, he would uh, mix it up if somebody got in the face of uh, old Phil or Bobby Orr. Yeah. Uh, Cashman was right there. Um, something notable about him: he was the last active player who uh, who played in the original six era. Yeah, so I he, was just gonna say. Two two fun facts. They're just beat out Serge Savard, who got eliminated that in the playoffs yeah. that year and retired. Yeah, Cashman's playoff run went a little longer. Yeah, and so he uh, edged out Savard as the last original six player mm-hmm. to play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's kind of a, a neat stat when you think about it. Or not? I yeah. guess not a stat, but a neat fact because. Well. And you and know, I the, mean it's kind of the expansion happened in what sixty seven yeah some of that I think sixty seven so, yeah kind you know, of that kind he would have just made the cutoff of the original six yeah you know getting in the league there kind of thing yeah well and kind of apropos too uh, that we're talking about Wayne Cashman uh, this week because uh, it's original six week at the old barn yeah. downtown uh, right. th- uh the Habs are here tonight and uh, Habs wings Bruins lined Bruins. up for the week that's yeah. a big week to finish off right before Christmas it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool uh little homestand I don't know if that was just coincidence how they scheduled that or if that's kind of a you know uh, an intentional 
thing bringing in three original six teams in a row like that but hey. for sure you know that'll bring out all the i mean i i'm going to the game uh tonight here monday the the 18th we're talking against montreal and i do have a hab sweater but being the holiday season and you know i consider putting that on i'm going wearing that tonight but being the holiday season i have I have my ugly Jets Christmas sweater, so I mm-hmm. need to wear that. That's you bust you know, that it's out. the time of year, right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, other other fact about Wayne Cashman: he was slated to play in the Summit Series for Team Canada, mm-hmm. uh, but was playing an exhibition game against Sweden, and Ulf Sterner. The immortal Ulf Sterner. I don't know who Ulf Sterner is. <laughs> Anyways, he played for Sweden. His stick got lodged. In Cashman's mouth and cut his tongue open for fifty stitches. Good grief! Yeah, oh, man. So uh, even though, ah. even though Wayne uh, Wayne Cashman was was a bit of a beast, yeah, that I mean, that knocked him out. Yeah, <laughs> that knocked him out. That'll take anybody. Yeah. Uh, kids, keep your stick on the ice. Holy yeah. smokes! Don't put your um, stick in Wayne Cashman's just, mouth. Yeah, not only for. Uh, you know, stick on the ice when you're around the net. Just, you know, you never know when the puck's coming to you. You got to be able to bang her in. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you don't want to be chopping up some guy's tongue like that. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, scary. Uh, here's another fun fact about Wayne Cashman. Our friends at uh, Wikipedia just, you know, uh, paged me and let me know. But uh, that he had uh, eight times in his career he scored at least 20 goals in a season. Uh, not bad. And um, in four straight seasons, he, he did that as mm-hmm. well as getting uh, 100 or more penalty minutes in that same season. So, you know, uh, puts the biscuit in the basket and then uh, takes a break in the sin bin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he'll score a goal and he'll punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Old time hockey, eh, yeah. coach? Yeah. Um, That's, uh, hey, and we saw a bit of, a bit of that this weekend. Uh, Gordy Howe hat trick, uh, oh, first one yeah. for a while. Uh, but there was a Gordy Howe hat trick in the uh, Penguins Leafs game. Matthew, nice. that was a major blowout. Maybe yeah. we'll get into that in the, a little bit here. Yeah. But um, I just would, I do have one more thing about Wayne Cashman that I find interesting is that so after his playing days were done, he he went on to coach. Yep, and um, he uh, he did he was an assistant coach with the Bruins for you know a while until he kind of retired in 2006 and um but he he was uh head coach of the flyers mm-hmm. um didn't last too long there but yep. it, you know he had more assistant coaching positions than head coaching but he was also on uh the the bench for team canada at the 98 nagano olympics which are famously the ones where uh wayne gretzky did not uh Get participate to- in the shootout <laughs> yeah Thanks, Mark Crawford. So uh, I hope that wasn't our guy, the cash man, uh, whispering into Crawford's ear to keep him on the bench. So, no, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, but something speaking tells of, me cash speaking of international hockey, yeah, we're going to talk some World Juniors because tis the season, and uh, we, you know, that's an exciting time of year for Canadian hockey fans. I think. Um, I think there's other nations who are into it, obviously, but uh, I think in Canada we really, um, for the you know, it's a chance to get to see uh, all of our best juniors out there, and a lot of them are 
draft picks of, uh, you know, NHL teams. And so we get to kind of sneak preview them. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that uh, right after the break, maybe. I think maybe we'll get into some World Junior Team Canada stuff. That makes sense to me. Uh, All right. I think today, though, being that it is uh, our last show before the big day, yeah. uh, and probably it could be. Well, it could be our last show for the year. We're till the new year, maybe. We'll see. We're undecided on that, but uh, you know, tis the season, and we figured we should play some Christmas music. But uh, this isn't your grandma's Christmas music, and no (laughs) no offense to your grandma, because I'm sure she likes the the classics, the Bing Crosby's and the Nat King Coles. I like that stuff too, right? Yeah, Yeah, really. But uh, we're gonna shake it up a bit, and we're gonna play some. Slightly unconventional Christmas tunes. Yeah, what's yeah. first on the docket? We've got a whole list of them. We got think... a, a whole slew. Uh, yeah. I think you know what? Let's start with uh, Bros. Yeah, Bros. All right. Uh, so this is this is Seamus and Ewan from the Sheepdogs. There's a little side project called Bros because they are brothers, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they've put out a couple Christmas EPs. Yes, and uh, this is off their Christmas EP called yet another bros Christmas. <laughs> so um, this one's called uh, I'll be coming home for Christmas by bros right here on talking hockey, the hockey talking show. talking hockey the hockey talking show and that was bros off their christmas ep yet another bros christmas and we're going to be spinning a couple more christmas tunes for you here on talking hockey the hockey talking show it's co-host tom here with you i got co-host jared you're tuned into umfm 101.5 in winnipeg 
Um, we're going to talk a little bit of World Juniors because they start up on Boxing Day as they as they do, mm-hmm. and uh, Team Canada is in Group A this year with Finland, Latvia, Sweden, Germany. Um, Group B, you got your Czech Republic, although I guess now they're known as Czechia. Uh, you got your Slovakia, your Switzerland, Norway, and United States. Um, so. Norway, that's an interesting one. They haven't really made an appearance at the World Juniors in my recent memory, but uh, I guess with uh, Russia not taking part, there's an extra spot available, and they must have snuck in there. Um, mm-hmm. But when you look at, uh, you know, the, so the tournament this year is over in Sweden. It's in Gothenburg, Gothenburg, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, you know, I, I think it's been there before. Um I like the name of their rink there. It's called the Scandinavium. Um, you know, I just think it's a nice little play on words. Good job there, Gothenburg. Um, but when you look at, you know, Team Canada's roster, yep. they, they named their 22-man roster or whatever the other day or mm-hmm. last week or whenever it was, recently, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um you got a nice mix of guys from across the country playing. You got a nice mix of CHL guys. Most of them are CHL guys. There's a couple of uh, NCAA guys, but yep. uh, I, I would say the rest of them are, are CHL. Uh, a couple of Halifax Mooseheads uh, making the roster. One mm-hmm. of the one of the goalies. So the, th- the three goalies named. I don't know who the starter is. To, so I think what we'll do here, Jared, let's let's kind of maybe pick a few guys that we're uh, interested in and in looking sure. at and watching and um because like honestly like a lot of the names on here and is, this is the same for me every single year with world juniors a lot of the names are new to me and world juniors yeah. is, is my chance to uh to get to know them you don't uh, you, you know. don't know them but by the end of the tournament you'll be screaming their names at your tele- oh, at your television well and so um I- Oh, I just add to that, but yeah, every year I get a favorite from watching the tournament. Like a couple years ago, Jake Bean, uh, who now plays for Columbus, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm no Columbus fan. I, I I don't watch their games if I can help it. But um, like uh, big, big Jake big, Bean fan, big, big Jake, big Jake Bean, Bean fan. Yeah. Well, well and so a uh, bit of a different bit of a different roster this year. Uh, only one returning player from last year's gold medal game, uh, the 2023 uh, uh, champions, and that's uh, forward Owen Beck, who plays for Peterborough. Beck, right, and he was actually a late call-up last year. He got cut yeah. from the team last year, but then there was the injury to somebody. Somebody. I can't recall yeah. who. Um, well, and, and then they called Beck up, and he came in and played uh, really well. I think he no. played... With Fantilli, possibly, but um, he did, yeah, yeah. Well, and so, so big, big news, breaking news. As we're oh. recording the podcast, uh, just announced less than twenty minutes ago, uh, Team Canada getting some reinforcements as uh, the Bruins have assigned Matt Poitras to uh, to play for Team Canada, and so Poitras has been pretty good for the Bruins this year. Yeah, uh, he's put up thirteen points in twenty seven games, and so that's definitely uh, a nice addition for Team Canada up front. Yeah. Uh, and well, and there's a couple other guys who have a little bit of NHL experience now as well who are on Team Canada. You got the two Leaf guys there, Easton Cowan and Fraser Minton, 
Yeah. I think they both saw NHL games early in the season, did they yeah. not? Um, yeah, and uh, a guy who, a couple guys who are pretty familiar to Winnipeg hockey fans, uh, Matthew Savoy and Connor mm-hmm. Geeky, who are both yeah. playing for the Wenatchee Wild. Uh, or, yeah, is it Wenatchee Wild or Wenatchee? Wenatchee, uh, I should know this. Because they used to be here. Wenatchee Ice? Is it the Wenatchee Ice? So, oh. Did they so keep the name? Is... No, it's the Wenatchee. They called, so they changed the name to the Wenatchee Wild, but it's the for, former Winnipeg Ice. Okay. So, I, I mean, obviously, I knew the ice moved away. I yes. had no idea where they went or what happened. To Wenatchee, uh, also, wi- like, Washington. Oh. Okay. I was just going to say, where is Wenatchee? <laughs> well, there you go. No clue. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and Savoy is a uh, very uh, talented uh, offensive player. Well, sure. He was drafted and, relatively high, was he not? Uh, uh, I forget so who he went to. He went to Buffalo a couple Buffalo. of years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was selected ninth overall in 2022. Ninth, yeah. And so he started the season uh, in Buffalo, got mm-hmm. sent down. And so he came back to the WHL mid-November, and in 11 games, uh, Savoy has put up 24 points. So 11 goals, 13 assists, mm-hmm. currently leads the WHL in points per game, 2.18. Uh, and so it looks like initially uh, that he's going to be playing, and I don't know how, how this will all shake out with the, the new addition uh, of Poitras, but uh, Savoy yeah, and Geeky... We're playing on a line with uh, Easton Cowan, the, one of the guys that you just mentioned from the Leafs. Um, so it's uh, yeah. you know pretty pretty good first line. Um, a couple of other guys that uh, I think that folks uh, are going to enjoy watching or should be aware of: um, Macklin Celebrini, who yeah. uh, he's 17 years old. He's a freshman at Boston. Uh, Boston University. Uh, he's projected to be the number one, number pick, one pick. Yeah, yeah, and he's um, uh, he's having back quite... in for Macklin. I believe is the slogan this year for yeah. bottom feeder teams like San Jose. Yeah, uh, who who beat the Jets recently and uh, <laughs> Columbus? I guess. Or... Well, and you don't you don't get a lot of Macklins. You don't you don't get a lot of Macklins out there. So if you can if you can cheer for a Macklin, I I would yeah. certainly recommend it. Uh, holy mackerel! Yeah, holy Macklin! Holy Macklin! Yeah. Um, um, but there's a few there's a few Moose Jaw Warriors on the team as well. Brain Jaeger and Denton Matichuk, Matichuk. Um, well, uh, and, and Moose Jaw's got a you know good team, so I think that's part of that. But like. Uh, they're both like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of interesting guys that I think um, will be fun to watch. There is another NHLer on the squad. I'm just seeing Tristan Lugno. He played in Anaheim. Oh, really? Or for Anaheim. I, I, it's, it's funny, though, because I don't I, I can't say as I know that name at all. Um, but uh, well, and and you mentioned that in Mat- or uh, Denton Matichuk. Uh, yeah. He's a Manitoba guy. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's yeah he's the captain of Moose Jaw. Yeah, he's um he's going to be, dare I say, their number one D man. Yeah, pretty offensively skilled guy. Uh, I would also recommend go look up Denton Matichuk on uh, on Hockey DB and check out his profile photo. 
He's, oh, yeah? he's got some Brandon Tanev uh, vibes going on. Some crazy, crazy eyes. He got the memo about the uh Yeah. Yeah. The shocked yeah. look or whatever. Yeah. That's good. So time. he's a he's a Columbus uh draft pick. Man, we're talking a lot of blue jackets here. Yeah. Um another guy to watch uh for Canada, uh right winger at Jordan Dumay, uh mm. who uh he's a little bit on the smaller side, but uh, over the last two seasons, nobody has put up more points in Canadian junior hockey than Jordan, right? Jordan Dumay. Yeah, uh, how many points? I don't know. I'm just talking talking out talking out the side of my <laughs> mouth here. But this is what uh, what I read. Uh, a couple other guys to watch. Uh, Cutter Gauthier is kind of a kind of a big name. Probably the top prospect for the Flyers. He is uh, was kind of a beast last year and yeah. uh, is going to lead that USA squad. I think the USA uh, is in a pretty good situation. I think that uh, they've got to be considered one of the favorites for sure. Well, also a name like Cutter. That's pretty. Yeah, like, uh, they're pretty they're cool. They're I got some Jordan Dumay numbers up here. Okay, you want to hear them? I do. Yeah, so he's a Halifax Moosehead, and the Mooseheads have been. I mean, they're always a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a couple down years, but they're they're right back into the thick of it here. Um, so right now, this year, he's got 47 points in 21 games. Mm-hmm. Last year, he put up 140 points in 64 games. Wow. And uh, the year before that was 109 points in 68 games. Uh, his rookie season with the Moose was 29 points in 40 games. So guess what? Guess who drafted him? Columbus, Columbus. Blue, Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, a lot of so a lot thing, of Blue Jacket content. Yeah, there is. And the thing about Dumay, um, hailing from Montreal, uh, he's currently 19 years old. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's one of this newer breed of players who are making a go of it that are not your standard uh, size. Right? He's five foot eight. He's a small guy, but. I don't think he's a, a lightweight. I think he's built pretty solidly. He's, mm-hmm. his, he's listed 5'8", 170. So, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, uh, it's it's more likely now than ever that we've we, we see some of these quote unquote smaller guys in the in the NHL. And so, you know, he was he wasn't picked till round three by Columbus, ninety mm-hmm. sixth um, overall, and likely because of his size, right? Like. Uh, but I mean, look at the numbers he's putting up. So it'll be uh, cool to keep an eye on him for the the World Juniors and see how he does. Uh, for sure. Well, and like I was saying too, for the U.S., I would say that uh, they've got a bit of a a a weaker group on paper. Although, okay. although that being said, you know, like Switzerland has definitely stepped up their international game in the last couple of years, and yeah. Checha and uh, did they've got both Chechia and Slovakia, right? Are both yeah. generally pretty competitive. I just yeah. think well, that- and if I'm not mistaken with with Chechia, um, they've got a couple guys, or at least one guy on their team who's going to be who is uh, relatively high draft pick from last year. I think it was. Uh, um, the, so he was taken. So. Uh, he was taken like 20th, maybe. I can't recall. Uh, and, and of course, there's 
no listing for the Czech Republic's roster. In for, like, I, I tried to pull it up, but it's just empty. So, <laughs> so they've got a me. they've got a guy named Yuri Kulich. Kulich, who, I think that's is, the guy. Uh, he was taken by Buffalo, uh, first round of 2022, and then Slovakia's got uh, a guy named Dalibor Dvorsky, who was taken yeah. uh, first or, or by the Blues last year. And then yeah. uh, they also have a guy named Adam Gajan, who uh, is the uh, best goaltender of last year's tournament. And so he's coming back, and uh, it'll uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, one more note uh, about the U.S. team. Uh, they've got a player named James Hodgins, who mm. is uh, currently projected to go first overall in 2025. So hmm. it'll be interesting. I mean, so he's probably 16 or whatever he is now, I guess. Yeah. Right? Young, yeah. Young guy. Uh, so it, uh, it should be, uh, should be a good tournament. It always is. Yeah. I mean, it's Canada fun. kicks it off against Finland on boxing day at eight 30 Eastern. So that's uh nine 30 central time. Uh, so, you know, get central out to 40 time. Creek or the whatever for your coffee and, uh, you know, uh, watch hockey in your pajamas. Uh, it's uh, it's the best. <laughs> well, it's always strange, a little bit strange, and it takes it takes a game or two to get uh, adjusted when it's played over in Europe. Uh, yeah. To to adjust to that time uh, time difference, yeah. but well, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of the times early in the tournament, Canada has these games that are almost I, I don't want to say freebies, mm-hmm. but you know, there's some easier opponents, if you will. Sure. But kicking it off against Finland, I mean, that's not going to be easy. They're a they're a good team. They've been a good team for a long time, and you know, um, yeah, it should be interesting to see. That'll be a that'll be an intense game right off the top. Although they do have Latvia after that, but <clears throat> Latvia's no pushover anymore. And then, uh, you know, and then their third game is Sweden. So, you know. <clears throat> It's um, it's not going to be a walk in the park for Team Canada this year. Um, no, nope, definitely not. And even even teams like Germany, the strides that German hockey's taken in the last decade have been very noticeable. I mm-hmm. mean, they in the Olympics, of course, there's no NHL players the other year, but they went to the gold medal game, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they were right yeah, there. So, yeah, um, you know, they they they've got a they've got a. I mean, they've got the population, you know, mm-hmm. it's like one of the most populous countries of Europe. The infrastructure's kind of catching up and they've always liked hockey. Now it's just kind of a matter of it. It's really gained in popularity, I think. So well, it's not more. It's not just a North American game anymore. And I mean, it hasn't mm-hmm. been a North Amer- just a North American game for a very, very long time. But it's not uh, a, a foregone conclusion that yeah. that Canada is is going to is going to win uh, win that gold medal going for their mm-hmm. their uh I guess most recent three-peat would uh, would be this year so yeah yeah should be good so, should be fun mhm <clears throat> excuse me so um I think we're probably about ready for another christmas song I think so <laughs> listeners what do you think you ready you want another christmas song here you go uh, they're screaming uh, for it yeah, yeah. So, which uh, which one should we spin right now? Well, uh, in honor of uh, 
your your uh, your Jordan Dumay uh, East Coast uh, scoring hero. Let's play some other great East Coast uh, musical heroes. Let's play some. There we go. Some Sloan. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Sloan. Yeah, uh, and so this is Mary Xmas, everybody, uh, yeah. on uh, Talking Hockey, the uh, hockey talking show. <laughs> That was Sloan with uh, their Christmas song, Merry Xmas, everybody. Uh, we are uh, going into our final segment of the show here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Uh, co-host Tom here with you, and I got co-host Jared here. We're going to talk a little bit uh, NHL action now. Um, so over the over the weekend, the top spot in the Central kind of flip-flopped a little bit. The Jets took it. The Avs took it back. The Avs do have i think two games more played than the jets because uh, colorado played and won on sunday night against san jose so they regained top spot in the central but they do have 31 games played where the jets only have 29 mm-hmm. um but they're right there with them and uh i think maybe the win percentage is even you know or point percentage is for the jets is is better than colorado's Either way, we're, uh, you know, we're uh, sitting around uh, having a chat, uh, me and you and a, a handful of other people, and we're, we're kind of chatting. Um, and the, the sort of the topic came up or the question came up of how, you know, so the NHL has been all about parity in I would say, you know, the salary cap era mm-hmm. um, going back almost 20 years now, right? And um, sort of the, there, there's a lot of teams that are in a way like in that sort of middle pack. They're, they're all grouped together in the middle. And you look at their records and, you know, their win-losses 
they're in a, in a sense they're almost like 500 teams uh you know um like 500 uh you know as in the the percent chance or whatever mm-hmm. um which begs the question like how many actually good teams are there in the NHL and so we were trying to kind of list them mm-hmm. thinking about it and we got a, a couple differences of opinions i suggested that the new york rangers are actually a good team uh uh, our our friend Captain Vince there, he didn't think so. Uh, he's pretty opinionated. He's, he's, he's a pretty opinionated guy. <laughs> Captain, I mean, Vince. you look at the Rangers; they got a uh, maybe the best uh, point percentage in the league at the moment. They're sitting twenty-one wins, seven losses, one OTL, and a seven forty-one uh, point percentage. Um, and you know, I, I, that's tied with the Bruins for top. Um, so I would argue, you know, they're they're probably for real. I think they've got the goaltending. They've got a nice D crew. They've got some forwards who can do the things you need forwards to do, like put the biscuit in the basket. But um, when we tried to kind of list all the quote unquote good teams, mm-hmm. I suggested maybe there's 10, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we, <laughs> I don't think we were able to list 10. So, so I I did a bit of research on this, knowing yeah. that we were going to sort of talk about it, and I looked at a couple of different power rankings that come out each week. Uh, yeah, TSN Canada's uh, Canada Sports Network, and then also the Athletic, which I quite yeah. enjoy. And then I kind of cross reference them, and so and they go and ahead. they have a bit of methodology to their rankings. It's not just. Uh, pulled out of a hat no it's I've not read... like it's not like our methodology <laughs> where we're just kind of riffing know, on it yeah. a couple guys talking talking hockey um so i think that um consensus seems to be that vegas is kind of your your number one team right yeah. now uh the and, golden knights are the golden standard yeah and, and i mean they're the defending champs, so until somebody kind of knocks them off of that throne, hmm, yeah, you know. But uh, we've seen it before where a team, you know, that is the defending champs, they uh, don't necessarily start the next season. You know, they they call it the cup hangover or whatever. But right. I, I don't I don't see that with Vegas this year at all. Well, and so like you look at it, and I think the Vegas Vegas has you know a good blend of. Uh, you know, proven players. They've got they've got a good forward group. They've got a good defensive group. And I think that if there was a question with the Golden Knights, it would probably be between the pipes. And they well, did kind Aiden of Hill not just get hurt this weekend. Well, and they kind of, but but see, Vegas kind of proved last year that you didn't need uh, a you know a, a one. A, a, a true number one goalie, right? Like they kind of mm. flip flopped, and I mean, you mentioned Aiden Hill. Well, they picked him up at at the trade deadline last year. Yeah, he was and, like an afterthought. Yeah, <laughs> um, but then Brossois was hurt, and Thompson was hurt, and and uh, you know they they lost Brossois. He's obviously backing up Hellebuck here in Winnipeg this year, and uh, Logan Thompson's been playing very well. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been kind of going tandem style with Thompson and Hill, so. I think they're going to need Thompson to kind of carry the load a bit for a while, right? So, you know, that said, I, I read something about, you know, the goalie market is heating up, right? Mm-hmm. Teams are finding, you know, Toronto's seen this. They got uh, banged up goalies and 
you know, they got Jones getting called up and he was their kind of, you know, or he is their third stringer. Yeah. I mean, he could be their starter very well uh, going forward for the next little bit here. So we'll, we'll kind of see. Yeah, and I think that that's why Toronto went out and signed a guy like Martin Jones who totally. has like some, like Toronto kind of last year kind of got their, their pants pulled down a little bit uh, with their <laughs> goaltending situation, right? Because they put their eggs in, in a very uh, old basket with Matt Murray and uh, Samsonov, who yeah. who's a good goalie, but he was unproven. Matt Murray has the injury yeah. history and hasn't really been I the mean, guy he's... that people remember. And then uh, Joseph Wall, right? And so... Yeah. The unproven it, rookie kind of thing. And... Yeah, and when it came time to depend on your attendee, uh, they could not depend on any of those guys. And so they go out and they get Martin Jones, who, you know, he's 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 a proven guy. He's a proven veteran and yeah. he kinda kinda steps up. Um the other couple of, okay, so the other couple of teams that I think are truly legit. Yeah. Boston Bruins, I yeah. think just because they've got this like this culture, this system Right, where, Absolutely. right. where yeah. they are always good in the regular season, and then when yeah. the playoffs come, Boston seems to struggle. But with Boston, you know, like we just talked about goaltending, Boston has two first string goalies, right? For sure, yeah, and they go tandem style as well, so yeah. neither is going to be quote unquote worn out by the time playoffs yeah. come around. And then the, um, the other team that I think that uh, that I really really like is the New York Rangers, and I think that yeah. that is purely a uh, depth situation where they are their forward group is so deep, and they've got lots and lots and lots of guys, and I think that their goalie pound for pound probably the best guy in the league. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about best goalies in the league, you know, there's a there's a list that you could argue about, but I'm gonna just go ahead and say, yeah, Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, um you know, Demko, I think, mm-hmm. is on that list now. Right. And you can go you could continue on, but I think that those guys right there uh, are the cream of the crop and there's no coincidence that, you know, their teams are all at doing, the top of the heat. All doing quite right. well. Yeah. And and so, you know, like after those three teams, I think that you've got a group of teams uh that are somewhat surprising, somewhat not surprising, right? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about LA. We talked about yeah. LA the last couple of shows. Um they are so deep. Uh they've got they've got lot a good mix of like veterans, they've got a good mix of young guys. They finally have a goaltender that's uh that's pretty good. I think that you know uh they're uh actually their backup, their Copley, mm-hmm. um or Copley or whatever you want to say it. Yeah. Uh he is he's out. Oh. Um <clears throat> just got injured in practice, no less. So you know, this is part of the whole uh goalie market heating up i think there's teams you know carolina waved uh ranta yeah well and i down i just saw that carolina is bringing in uh former san jose backup aaron dell 
on a on a P- yeah. PTO. Yeah, um, I mean, Carolina is a team that I think people sh- think should be good because on paper they're probably pretty good and they've been successful the last couple of years. But you look at their goaltending situation right now; it is a mess. Anderson's not... basically done. Ranta's been just been waived. They got Peter Kachekov, who, eh, he's hit or miss. So and, now they're going to bring in Aaron Dell. It's like, uh, I don't know, guys. Yeah. So that's why they're not in that top heap of actual legit good teams. And, I mean, their record doesn't really suggest that they are either. But I think, I mean, you listed, you know, the Rangers, the Bruins, the Knights. We're going to – and so the Jet, you know, our, our, our hometown Winnipeg Jets here. Yeah. <clears throat> they just knocked off Colorado, who – Twice. Uh, Twice in the last, twice, yeah. twice in the last five games, and they knocked off LA pretty handily. Yeah. They're going to see Boston this week. You know, this uh, is going to be a big, that's going to be a big test, big test this week because I think okay, Detroit's so, another team that's you know pretty decent. Pretty, I don't decent. think they're in that top echelon, but they're no, no. And I mean, the thing with Winnipeg is, you know, like they just had a really good stretch of uh, four or five games. Uh, they beat Nashville. They beat Colorado twice. They beat Anaheim. They came back, came from behind and beat Anaheim, and then they beat the Kings. But then they go and they lose a game to a team that they should beat in San Jose. And yeah. they seem it'll be interesting. You're going to be at this game tonight, right? Like on paper, Winnipeg should beat Montreal. Yeah, totally. You know, eight out of ten times, seven out of ten times. But they seem to have this uh, situation where they come out of the gate flat against teams that they should should beat. Now that yeah, being the way said, that San Jose game started, I think wasn't didn't San Jose out shoot them like by was, an insane margin to yeah. start the game, and then yeah. you know the Jets kind of brought it back even, but then they kind of got quote unquote goalied, you know, right. as they seem to do against teams yeah. that they should beat. Like, yeah. uh, but you know, and Montreal, I'm not sure if it'll be Montembeau in net tonight Mm -hmm. uh or if they'll be going with jake allen or caden primo Mm -hmm. but it's interesting because montreal carries three goalies yeah something's got to give there there and you you got to think maybe one of these teams that is now possibly looking for a goalie i think jake allen is probably going to be on his way out the door because they just signed montembeau to yeah they just gave montembeau a contract for i think three years yeah caden primo's the young Young guy. guy that they hope to develop i think Mm-hmm. And so it looks like Jake Allen probably will be the guy moved. Yeah. And I don't think Montreal's in any hurry to help anybody out. So they're going to sit there and, you know, do their thing and wait until somebody offers the moon for one of those guys. Um, and uh, we'll see who it is. But I, I would, I would, I'm not a betting man, but I would bet that, uh, you know, um, one of those goalies is going somewhere at some point soon. You would assume. Um, um, yeah. Another another team that, I mean, I would put, so I would put L.A., I would put Winnipeg, and then another team that I would put in this sort of surprise, are they going to be able to sustain this for the whole year, is the Vancouver Canucks, who yeah. have been awesome this year. They have been. They score goals, and they have the, they've been pretty good in their own end. And, I mean, a, lar- a large part of that is Demko. That guy has been unreal. Um, he pitched a shutout the other night uh, on Bobby Lou uh, celebration night against Florida, and actually Florida got shut out twice in a row there, and then they came back. And but um, actually, the Panthers are a team where 
Their record doesn't necessarily suggest it, but I think that they're kind of for real. I think that they're one of the league's good teams, you know. Right. And you got and, a guy uh, go like ahead. Montour uh on the back end who came who was injured to to start the year and you know, it's just the the way that Florida plays, you know. Um they're not an easy team to play against, right? So as long as they're getting some timely goals and some good goaltending, well, and they're going to be a hard out. And this is this is kind of the next sort of grouping for me is teams like Florida and Dallas and yeah. Col- and Colorado and Toronto where you've got very veteran heavy teams for for the most part, right? Very yeah. veteran heavy teams, playoff proven. Um, and they always seem to kind of be there, right? Yeah. I mean, like, even with Florida last year, right? Like, they they had the hustle at the end to get that yeah. final playoff spot, but then you saw what happened is they made a made a bunch of noise and and went on a run. Like, you look at the, that team is just filled with with a veteran, veteran presence, and, yeah. um, you know, Paul Maurice, pretty – Pretty good coach, yeah, I, I he's would say. You know, like he's been a, around the block, right? He seems to know what he's doing. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's but he's a veteran. He's a veteran players coach too, right? Like right. he he loves yeah. a group like that. And yeah. uh, Bobrovsky is, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> you figure he can he can he can fire it up too. Right? He's been playing as good as he's. Yeah, you know this this season he's been playing as good as he ever has, kind of yeah. thing. And and I mean Dallas, same thing, veteran group. Good tendy, uh, Colorado. Uh, you know the two games against the Jets, notwithstanding. Haha, that was good to see. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, like the and we talked about this uh, a couple weeks back when we were uh, maybe it was last week when we were at the rink. The problem with Colorado is they've got some real bad injury issues yep. right now. Or you know, in the case of Samuel Gerard, he's away for personal reasons. Like they have. They have some holes in their roster that didn't necessarily used to be there. No, and they can't fill them because they don't have the money that they that they once did, right? And so it's it's. uh, I saw uh, Landeskog was uh, in the stands for the game against Buffalo because him and I think Eric Johnson are are buddies. And okay, um, man, like if Landeskog was able to come back, like that's just elevates. A team oh, like for Colorado. sure. I mean, he's a very clutch player for them. Yeah. He's one of these guys. He's their captain. Yeah, yeah. You know? Just a, and a hard player to play against. And But, yeah, he's had uh, – I mean, if he – I think it's a big if if he's able to come back. And then uh, if he does, is he going to be effective? Because, I mean, he's had major knee uh, issues. Yeah. And then – but, I mean, you know, Nathan McKinnon's doing everything he can. He's on a 15-game point streak right yeah. now or something McKinnon's like that. McKinnon's so and, good. So yeah, good. Yeah, he's just a – he's like uh, – I think I mentioned it to you one night there. He's he's like maybe not the fastest skater. Like there, if you put a race, you know, at the All-Star game or whatever, he might not win fastest time around the rink. Mm-hmm. But give him a puck and stick – you know, straight lines – with the puck, stick handling, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anybody that skates faster and stick handles faster with the puck than he does. He's no, unreal. He's, he's an awesome, awesome force on the ice for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think that's like, I think that's your your sort of your top ten though, like con- yeah. contenders 
and probably as the season goes on, a couple of pretenders. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think that a lot a team that a lot of people had some some thoughts on uh, was the New Jersey Devils, and they yeah I think they have if, just fallen off a cliff. It seems like, but yeah. they, you know. Their issue has seemingly been keeping the puck out of their own net. Yeah. And uh, so whether or not Akira Schmidt or uh, Vitek Vanacek yeah. can kind of pull it together for them. But I think their blue line has just not been what they thought it might be. Although Also, Dougie Hamilton's injured. I think they've yeah. had some injury issues, right? Yeah. So, Well, and, um, and the other team that people kind of thought were going to take or was going to take another big kind of step forward was the Buffalo Sabres, right? And, yeah, and they've and, not. And, it's, and, and, it's, and Ottawa's same. They thought, people thought, no, I don't think that they would have been in this top no. echelon of teams. But also Edmonton Oilers. I mean, everybody at the start of the season saying, oh, yeah, this is the Oilers year. Yeah. Wow. And I will say that Edmonton, since they made the coaching change, things things have gotten a little bit sunnier in Edmonton, although they do still, still sit sixth in that in that Pacific division. Yep. And, you know, like you got to think that that first 10, 15 games where they just stumbled and bumbled out of the gate if that's going to come Could come back to bite them. bite them in the end, right? Because yeah, um, they went on an eight game win streak. They've now lost two in a row, so yeah. they're eight and two in their last ten. Which yeah. I mean, that's great, but hard to make up ground when you got the point system in that middle pack that yeah. we're kind of referring to with this parity, right? Like, so you you get a uh, you get a point for for OTLs and yeah, um, you know, I mean, it's just there, there's the separation. Like in Major League Baseball, you, you get that separation of your top teams, right? Yep. It's very clear to see who the after a hundred and whatever game season, yep. you see who the top teams are. In the NHL, there's a, it's a little more muddy. But, well, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty bunched. I mean, you've got Vegas with forty seven, and then you know you've got ten teams, twelve teams within ten points of Vegas, yep. right? And so. You know, you Los Angeles, Toronto, Winnipeg, Dallas, Florida, all with 38 points, almost identical records. Uh, the Kings going to be kind of sneaky, right? Like the Kings have only played 27 games thus far, which is, uh, I think, by far the lowest in the league. So, you know, uh, Vegas has like five games over over uh, the Kings. So if the Kings were to win those five games, they'd be at the top of the heap right mm-hmm. now, right? So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where things go. And, I mean, as we kind of move towards the trade deadline too, uh, you know, things will get pretty quiet here over the holidays. But, um, you know, hopefully the Jets... Wouldn't be surprised in the new year to see a couple of moves because just a couple of days ago we did see... I think Vancouver made a trade here and there, and there was somebody else that made a trade. Yep. And it was the kind of trade where it's like, I think they're opening up some cap space, yeah. maybe looking at something bigger down the road, you know. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, we also have to wrap it up here. So yeah. um, I guess what what we're saying, hockey fans, is stay tuned because, uh, you know, you got your World Juniors coming up that, you know, we're right in the thick of the NHL season. There's a lot of good hockey going on. We're going to be here to talk about it, uh, although we are going to take a break for Christmas and possibly New Year's. So we might not see you again till the New Year's. However, we might uh, hit you with a bonus episode right in the thick of the holidays here. 
Yeah. To be determined. TBD, so, yeah. as they say. Yeah. So we're going to go out on another Christmas tune and uh, a real classic, w- a real yeah. classic from uh, the amazing Casey Musgraves. And yeah, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> Who doesn't want a hippopotamus for Christmas? I wouldn't mind one. I would but, not uh, mind one either. It would be yeah. quite nice. Yeah. Not good so right for our here, climate, though, but what no. are you going to do? <laughs> right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Here's Casey Musgraves, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Keep your stick on the ice. We'll see you next time.